Am I live? Am I live on Comedy Schools or RadioNetwork.com? I am. Hello, my faithful fellow, faithful, faith, faithful fellow listeners. My name is Tony Visigan. You are listening to Living on a Thin Line. Uh, it comes to you every, every day at uh, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We're always first with you, and now you get to, through the magic of uh, uh, internet broadcasting, hear as I watch. You get to hear as I watch. Hold on, I got to smile. I'm smiling. I'm smiling. Hey, everybody, I'm smiling. All right, I had to smile for um, YouTube because they make you smile for the thumbnail, and now I'm going to go live on YouTube. Uh, If you've listened before, you've heard all this happen before. It's fascinating. You get to see behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. Behind the curtain, you get to see uh, what is uh, going on. Uh, And now we're going to go live on Facebook Live. And by the way, my YouTube friends and uh, my Comedy Schools Radio Network.com friends, I had something that I had chosen as the uh, memento we were going to show you today. And then my wife at the last minute handed me something 10 times cooler. 10 times cooler, and that's what we're going to go with. Okay. And a three, and a two, and a one. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook. Facebook Live. Once again, I am Tony Avisic, and you are listening to or watching Living on a Thin Line, your daily diversion from all the anxiety, weirdness, and hoo-ha going on in the world today. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I don't know what time it is where you are, but you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, my brother Jerry has popped on. Jerry, I got a treat for you in the album selection today. You'll like this because you've got some stories uh, uh, behind uh, this album and uh, uh, at least one of the uh, musicians. So, um, uh, Tina and Mike Lawson, how's it going? How you guys doing? Good to see you. Uh, Jerry, how are you? Um, I got a great show for you today. It is um, the beginning of the end of uh, the initial quarantine in a lot of places. They're starting to open things up. Uh, They're going to open up the casino down the street from where we live. And I said, now, you know the old joke, your money or your life, your money or your life. Now you'll be able to gamble both. I don't know that I'll be running right down to a casino uh, tomorrow night or Friday night to uh, go hit me, hit me. I don't know yet. I don't know if that's going to put my risk. But uh, I don't know what your thoughts on all of this are. All of us are tired we're tired of being uh, cooped up. Uh, no matter what the level of coop was, you're just kind of tired of it. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, uh, we still want everybody to be safe and uh, stay with us uh, for as long as humanly possible. Uh, that's going on. Um, you know what? In the middle of all of this, you still got to do normal stuff. In the middle of this, you still got to do normal stuff. So today we had the windshield fixed in uh, Shirley's car. She's got a uh, bitchin' 2015 Jeep Renegade. Uh, It's a cool car. And twice now, because of the uh, Arizona roads uh, and the trucks that just overpopulate Arizona roads, uh, her windshields have gotten cracked. And we got it replaced today. You know, some people go, years later, people go, oh, my God, during the quarantine, did you starve? No, we we got a windshield replaced and we uh, swam. Uh, But whatever your situation is, hello, Virgie Frank. Uh, hello, Champ de Blasio. Whatever your situation is, I hope that you'll be able to handle it with, uh, uh, with great aplomb. Uh, we're doing the best we can. Uh, now, already starting to think back because this quarantine does have a past. Okay, we're uh, either two months or over two months into the quarantine. And it does have a past. And it does feel a little different now 
than it did in its early days. In its early days when uh, uh, it was really a, a kind of a descent into darkness. Uh, whether there's light at the end of the tunnel or not, currently there will be light at the end of the tunnel. Whether there's light that can actually be seen, okay, or just fool's light, I don't know. But in one sense, it kind of makes everyone feel just a little bit better. All right, so um, Shirley and I are still going to, um, we've worked our butts off to be able to create a, uh, a viable uh, life uh, under uh, uh, kind of a, a, a social distancing platform. So, and I don't know that we're ready to uh, just toss that away and go running out in the street yet. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts on it. You can tell me what your thoughts are, if you got thoughts, okay? But uh, that's not really what we do here, is it? We talk about goofy stuff. Uh, I got great stuff for you. Oh, a couple things to tell you about. Um, this Sunday night, this Sunday night, live Zoom show, live Zoom show uh, with a none other than Jonathan Gregory. People actually go, what are these Zoom shows like? I go, they're like mini pay-per-views. That's all it is. They go, that seems so weird. I go, have you ever watched a pay-per-view event? And they go, yeah. I go, it's a pay-per-view event. Okay, the main difference is instead of three cameras, it's one camera. But you're paying money and then you have access to an entertainer who's working very hard to create something really, really cool and special for you, okay? So, um, heck, man, if you're not doing things Sunday night at 7 o'clock, uh, go to ComedySchools.com. That's ComedySchools.com or ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com and uh, uh, buy a ticket and you'll enjoy the show. I did a podcast earlier today. I did another guy's podcast, a guy named uh, Orist. Orist is a friend of mine who now lives in Las Vegas who did my workshop at one time. And um, he's got a... Uh, a site called Old Guys Talk. It's kind of dedicated to uh, guys who are 60 plus being able to have a uh, full and complete and fun lives. And I did a podcast and he asked me, because we were talking about comedy. He asked me my thoughts on uh, political correctness and some comics refusing to go play college campuses. And he, he referenced uh, primarily uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock, who now a number of years ago said... Uh, uh, well, you know, we're never, we don't even play college campus anymore. They're so politically correct. But the truth of the matter is, uh, Chris being in his late 40s, early 50s, I believe now, Jerry being in his 60s, if you think back to when you were 18, 19 years old, and if you went to college, I didn't finish, but I went for a couple of years, and they were going to have uh, comedic entertainment on the campus. Was it a 60-year-old guy they brought in? They go, all right, all you kids, this is like 1974, you know, and I'm out there at uh, uh, Jefferson College in, in Hillsborough, Missouri. And they go, all right, kids, settle down, settle down. Got a couple very funny comics coming up for you. All right. First off, Jan Murray and then Joey Bishop. Do you think we would give a fuck about Jan Murray and Joey Bishop? Not that they weren't funny guys. And as a student of comedy, uh, they did some funny stuff. You know, Jack Carter, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, kids, what's going on? You wacky college guys. No, no, no. They're going to bring on comics who talk about, you can bring in comics who are in their 20s and early 30s. You can still talk about stuff that the uh, college kids can relate to. So uh, comedy is what you make it, ladies and gentlemen. Comedy is what you make it. It's subjective, but it's fun. It's subjective, but it's fun. You got to find your own inner funny and then... Just get people to uh, be attracted to it, I think. I think. I don't know. So that was a question he asked me uh, about political correctness. Things change over time. You know, what people will accept, what they won't accept, language, words, subject matter. It just keeps changing. 
and you got to try to keep up with those changes. Our new like me just catered to a very small audience. <laughs> Speaking of great comics who didn't care what people thought about him at all, but wanted to be funny, and that's what people forget about these people. Um, I have here in my hand one of my dearest friends uh, for many years uh, was a gentleman by the name of Bill Hicks. If you don't know who Bill Hicks is, uh, Google him, YouTube him. A lot of people say he was the last great American stand-up. I, there's been great American stand-up since Bill, but uh, man, did he set the bar. As someone that I knew back then said about him, they said he's Sam Kinison with a brain. All that anger, all that rage, all that energy, all that intelligence, all that common sense turned into fan-fucking-tastic jokes. All of it just enveloped into one very sweet, shy boy from Houston, Texas. Uh, Bill passed away uh, in July. No, it was in July 25th. This was for a memorial for him. He passed away in February of 1994. But uh, this was a memorial that they did for him. And uh, I have a copy. They sent it to me. So that's Bill Hicks right there. And there you go, YouTubers. That's Bill Hicks. And that was towards the end of his life. He inexplicably uh, died of pancreatic cancer at the age of 34. And it says on the front here, I left in love, in laughter, and in truth. And wherever truth, love, and laughter abide, I'm there in spirit. So Bill was a dear friend of mine, a funny guy, on stage, a dark, maniacal, anarchist rager. Off stage, a quiet, shy, spiritual, uh, whimsical guy. You know, uh, so many comics are made up of so many different parts. So this is from a memorial they did for him in uh, 1994 in Austin, Texas. Uh, and they had a music video. Uh, Jimmy Pineapple, uh, one of the Houston comics. There were a lot of great comics out of Houston you never heard of. You heard of Sam Kinison and you heard of Bill Hicks. But you never heard of Jimmy Pineapple or Ron Robertson, or Fred Greenlee, uh, or Andy Huggins, or Riley Barber, uh, Fallon Woodlawn, T.J. Shannon, Mark Wilkes, uh, John Fernetti, uh, and Ron Schock, Kevin Booth, uh, all great people who are all friends with Bill. If you don't know who Bill Hicks was, Google or YouTube Bill Hicks. Um, I was very close to Bill, so close that I don't talk about it a lot because I don't really want to... Uh, I never wanted to make it look like I was trading on his name. I'm not saying that any of these people did. but um, uh, And I'm also uh, uh, now uh, well acquainted with his brother, Steve. And, <coughs> excuse me. Always close friends with his mom, Mary. Google uh, Bill Hicks. Just talking about it makes me a little... Um, Bill Hicks was one time attacked for saying that... Uh, attacking uh, yuppies children from the stage one time. Not physically attacking them, but attacking their spoiled children. But they didn't know the Bill Hicks I knew who had come over to my house... And they'd eat hamburgers in the park and swing my daughter on a swing. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you this story. When Bill knew that he was gone and he actually came over to my house in the San Fernando Valley to say goodbye, he came over and it was a nice day. And Bill Hicks and my four-year-old daughter at the time, Alicia, and I went to Carl's Jr. got hamburgers and went to a park in Pacoima. Pacoima, where Richie Valens is from. La, 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 bamba. We went to a park in Pacoima, California. And set up a blanket under a tree. And my four-year-old daughter, Bill Hicks, and myself sat there and had a picnic. And I remember Bill going, I don't feel bad. I don't feel sick. Everything feels fine. You know? And, I go, wow. and then my daughter said, can I go on the swings? And I said, yes. And she was on the swings. And then she went, Bill, swing me. So this prince of darkness, a man who had been uh, admonished and attacked by the Church of England, 
for his language on British television, walked over to these swings and began to swing my daughter, push my daughter back and forth on the swings and called her Allie Booster. It's the first time I'd ever heard her called that. And that became her nickname, Ellie Booster. He's going, and making cricket noises to make her laugh. As we were leaving the park that day, and I was putting Alicia in the back seat, and I think Bill actually sat in the back with her. Uh, and I was uh, um, sitting in the front seat. Bill said, hey, V. That's what he called me, V for physics. Hey, V. All this stuff that went on today, talking about God and spirituality and, and uh, having a picnic in the park and swing daughter in a swing. I go, yeah, he goes, don't fucking tell anybody, okay? I said, Bill, I'm telling everybody. And now I've told you. So uh, that's our little knickknack for the day. I've got something cool around here, too. I just uh, have misplaced it. Uh, a rare uh, vinyl pressing of one of his shows that his uh, mother Mary uh, recently sent to me. So, um, all right. Okay. I don't know if Jerry, if my brother's still with us, because he's busy during the day all the time. Looks like he is. Uh, Jerry, going to get a kick out of this. Uh, we now move on to the music portion of the show. I know I should bring up the top 10 list of the coolest people ever. There's one more person to choose. I'm waiting to hear what you guys say, but no later on Friday. Uh, uh, and I think I know where we're headed with it. We will have finally chosen by hook or crook. So we always, uh, I go through my extensive vinyl album collection. And what I'm beginning to notice uh, is that other friends of mine are now doing day five of the albums that influenced me. Day 15 and doing little stories about the... Uh, the album. So um, once again, I am uh, pleased and humbled and grateful that I have been able to put a germ of a seed of an idea uh, that is a positive thing into my friends' lives as they copy my shit. So, uh, all right. This album right here, keep it in mind, these might be uh, musicians that you loved at one time or forgot about or people you never heard before. All right, Jerry, this is for you. I dug it out. Check it out. The name of the album is uh, uh, Dust, and it is uh, the self-titled album by the band Dust. Dust uh, was made up of Richie Wise, Mark Bell, and Kenny Aronson. Okay, uh, side one was Stone Cold Woman. Side two was Chasing Ladies. I mean, uh, cut two. Ch uh, side uh, cut three was Going Easy. Cut four was Love Me Hard. On side two, working from the back to the end, Loose Goose, Often Shadows Felt, and their big hit from a dry camel. And it, was, it just had this kind of weird loopy bass thing that just kind of grabbed us when we were young teenagers. <clears throat> Jerry, who was it that we saw them with? They were part of a, a three-act three bill, and it was just a total mismatch. Dust was huge in St. Louis for a very short period of time. I bought this album when they came out. A Mark Bell joined the Ramones after Dust. There, that's right. I remember that. So the drummer, and I don't know if you'll be able to see him here. So he's the middle guy. You see the middle guy? Look at that. Look at that. He became, yeah, man, yeah, he already had the Ramone look. Mark Bell joined the Ramones after Dust. So Dust was kind of this strange blues rock kind of, uh, that kind of, Really kind of deep sound. Uh, 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 I can't even describe the sound. You know, kind of a turgid sound. You know, not a real, you know, uh, kick-ass, uh, tight rocking thing. Just kind of a, a looping kind of stuff that they did. Um, and who did Kenny Aronson play with, Jerry? He went on to do some stuff, too, didn't he? Didn't he? Um, 
they were very popular, and one of them ended up with the um, with the Ramones. And we saw them with the weirdest, weirdest lineup you could ever have for a uh, a concert with a, where the headliner was the star. It was Dust with their uh, sort of uh, um, uh, thick blues rock kind of stuff. And then none other than Black Oak, Arkansas, Jim Dandy to the rescue, Jim Dandy to the go, Jim Dandy. Uh, if you don't know who Black Oak, Arkansas is, you certainly know who they influenced because David Lee Roth from Van Halen said he took his entire shtick from Jim Dandy of Black Oak, Arkansas. The whole thing that he did up on stage, he took from uh, this unique Southern rocker. Um, in Black Oak, Arkansas. And then the headliners were King Crimson, one of the most complex and uh, took themselves so seriously prog rock bands uh, in history, headlined after a Southern boogie band and a Midwestern uh, blues-based band. That's right. That's right. Kenny Aaron said Louie Louie. Louie 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 Louie. God, what was that? We all knew the song. We all hated the damn song. Uh, that song just made us sick to our stomach after a while, although you never forget it. Poor boy, you're going to cry. So Dust, and I dug that out for my brother Jerry. He says, I spoke with Richie, was about a half hour on the phone a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. That is cool. That is so cool. So Dust, ladies and gentlemen, check them out. Check them out. Check them out. Google them. YouTube them. Right? YouTube uh, from a dry Campbell, and then tell us uh, if we were taking too many drugs when we liked that band. Um... Second on our list today of uh, bands that you may have loved but totally forgot about or only remember one song from them because they play that one song on classic rock over and over. And it's a great album. It, uh, you don't realize what a great album it is until you look at all the songs on it. This one. Stand by none other than one of the best, unique, hybrid, funk, rock, pop, jazz bands in the world. Sly. And the Family Stone. And this album was Stand. Now, we all became aware of Sly and the Family Stone because of Woodstock. Because of their blistering, blistering, blistering performance in the movie Woodstock of uh, Want to Take You Higher. It was just goddamn stunning. You know, it was uh, for many young white kids throughout America. It was really our first deep dive into... uh, uh, really great black music. I mean, we knew rhythm and blues and soul and maybe James Brown somewhat, but it was a night as we all went to uh, the drive-in over and over and over to watch Woodstock over and over and over and sat on the hoods of our cars shirtless and shoeless on hot summer nights smoking pot and drinking wine, just seeing if we could have a little connection with the experience that Woodstock was. We got to watch Sly and the Family Stone over and over and over. So, um, oh, and just uh, Circle Back Stories was the name of the band that did Louie Louie. Louie 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 Louie. So I'm looking for the, I actually took the record out. Here it is. So I can tell you all the great songs on Sly and the Family Stone Stand. Um, side one, first song is Stan. Stan, Stan, which uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman uh, did in, in such a silly way on his very first special, but did such a good job of it with as well. Uh, the second song on stand, I cannot say the title. I can, but I'm going to tell you out of decorum and respect, I won't. But it was a, don't call me blank whitey. Don't call me, and then there's a word that I won't use, and it starts with an N, ends with an R. Whitey. And I did not know, for whatever reason, that that was a song on this uh, platinum-selling album. 
Uh, I want to take you higher. Want to take you higher is on this. Somebody's watching you. Simple love song. All by Sylvester Stewart. In other words, Sly himself. Side two. Side two. Okay. Everyday people. I am no better and neither are you. We are the same. Uh, everyday people. Studying song. Sex machine. And it says it all by uh, uh, Sly Stewart. So I don't think it's uh, James Brown's sex, sex, sex machine. And then uh, you can make it if you try. So if you want to listen to timeless music, if you want to listen to that amalgamation of funk and pop and rock that uh, seemed to hold the promise of so much more, but unfortunately, sadly, uh, Sly uh, succumbed to uh, serious, serious drug and I believe mental health issues uh, over the years until finally the band actually kicked him out of the band and would still tour, you know, as a nostalgia thing, which was kind of weird. Uh, Stunning visuals, stunning performance, great show, uh, perfect for the time. Sly and the Family Stone, the album is Stand, and just Google or YouTube it, and you will enjoy every moment of it. Um, we're going to do a little short show today because I have a workshop tonight, uh, and um, I will say this, man, uh, and I think Shirley will agree with me, our backyard is just looking fantastic. We are getting that backyard clean. At the beginning of all of this, I had letting the weeds get out of hand in my backyard, and they were like hip high around my swimming pool. Just weeds everywhere and stuff in there, and the dogs out there doing what dogs do in weeds. And for the last two months, man, we have got that yard and that pool looking nice. And my front yard looks nice, too. It's one of the things that kind of pulled me through. Sometimes, uh, oftentimes during the day, as my mind was going a million miles an hour, and my heart was racing, and I was full of fear or full of anxiety or rage or anger, I would just go out and start working in the yard and I calmed down a little bit. And then I found oftentimes a solution to many of my problems. Those that I can find a solution to. I don't want to end this with any sort of 12-step stuff, but always remember this. Always ask God to grant you the serenity to accept the things you cannot change and to, and to encourage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. And if you do that, you'll have a good day. You have a good day. I want you guys to have a good day. Thanks a lot for popping on today. Hope you enjoyed the albums I shared. Hope you enjoyed the story about Bill Hicks. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals. There is something to do and listen to every day at 2 p.m. on Facebook Live, and it is a show living on a thin line. I'll be back tomorrow at 2, and if you ever thought about taking a stand-up comedy workshop, go to ComedySchools.com, check it out, register, sign up, and before you know it, you and I will be FaceTiming directly on Zoom uh, throughout the week, and I'll be helping you take your thoughts and your ideas and your dreams and aspirations and turning them into something really fun and funny. For my producer, who just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, I want to thank you for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.